Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm Mahani Jahangiri and welcome to Conversations with My Dog. Today's guest is Adrian Hartwick owner of shorthand writing services and huge dog lover with years of ownership and training under her belt. She has written a number of blogs and articles based on pet care and wildlife, and for each post had to conduct an outstanding amount of research to ensure the information is clear and correct, allowing her to gain a lot of knowledge regarding all domestic animals, their behavior, and nature. She grew up with dogs and cats and now lives with two Swedish valhons and a small flock of ducks. Now, it is such an honor to welcome Adrian on the show today. <laughs> Thank you. Well, let's go straight into uh, basically your background. Um, you've been a blogger for, for a long time, or you've been writing about animals for, for a while now? Yes, um, I do a lot of posts for um, a website called Dog Owner, um, and that's where most of my animal writing is published. It's fascinating because you have done such incredible extensive research on what specifically dogs do for us uh, in, in terms of mental health, but you so oftentimes when I read articles or posts, people say, or even myself, when I say, oh, dogs are really well, really good for your mental health, or uh, they're really good for your well-being. We never go into the nitty-gritty part exactly of really how they help us, and also what is mental health. And when I read your uh, blog, I mean, it's absolutely fascinating. You've broken down absolutely every condition, but also the ones that we didn't know about as well. It's it's fascinating. And I was like, oh my God, she knows what I've got. <laughs> because I could talk about mental health forever. Um, uh, being uh, Having suffered with mental health for over... Um, 22 years actually uh with a general anxiety disorder uh which then now is diagnosed as an emotional bipolar or borderline personality disorder and then it's an emotional thing and it's ongoing first it was depression then they changed it to general anxiety disorder then i mean the diagnoses are unbelievable um and and yet i still have it after 22 years so nothing's changed there. You can't actually get over a mental health issue. I think is that is that what uh, is that true? What how would you how do you feel about this? I mean, I would agree with you as as someone who suffers from their own sort of cocktail of mental health issues. You could say 
um, it's something that you learn to manage. It's it's not something that ever goes away completely. Mm, absolutely. And when you say manage, um, what entails manage managing? I mean, I'm a strong believer in medication. I think that it's a, a lifesaver for many, including myself. You know, it helps us to regulate our lives and get things under control. But you know, also making sure to take care of yourself, you know, for example, walking my dogs, that's the highlight of my day. That's where everything becomes more peaceful. Absolutely. Everything slows down. And uh, it's interesting that you're mentioning medication because I've always said, I mean, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a, a yoga teacher since 25 years. And every time people would come, you know, after a session, they would come up to me and talk about their problems. I would say, you know, are you taking medication? And they're like, no. And I was like, well, I do. And they're like, what? But you're a yogi. I said, no, I take medication. I take consistently the same medication to keep myself in check because I, I wouldn't be able to survive without that medication. It would be impossible. And, and they're shocked when I uh, confess to them as a yogi that I need support, medical support. Um, it's almost frowned upon. It's still a taboo. And, and I notice with a lot of people, a lot of people, they go, yeah, I tried uh, natural remedies, uh, vitamin B6, B12, and all that. And I'm like, oh, guys, just go to, the, just go to your GP and just say, you are not feeling well. And it's quite chronic because when it becomes chronic, it could be too late. And, uh, and they're shocked. I mean, I... Exactly. I worked for Planet Organic for a whole year and I have almost diagnosed people on the shop floor that would come trying to buy every bloody health supplement to, to get rid of their anxiety. And I looked at them and I go, have you been to the GP? And they're like, no, 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 magnesium, magnesium, magnesium. And I was like, <laughs> but really, how, how's your sleep? Oh, it's bad. Um, you know, do you have anxiety? Do you get panic attacks? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How did you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and literally, I was diagnosed. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have diagnosed them. But I pretty much felt when somebody was getting to that point where it's not just a little mild tension, you know. And um, obviously, we all know now during the pandemic that so much mental health issues have happened. I mean, so many people are now mentally unwell that may have not even understood that they have mental health problems. It's, it's like they're only realizing now that they've got this condition, you know? I, I think, I mean, I strongly agree with you on the medication thing. It's so stigmatized, you know, and I'm not a hugely open person with my mental health but I do try to you know let people know that I do take medication because it's not something that should be kept secret or kept on the back shelf you know away from everyone else it's something that people should be talking about you know so that we can reduce that stigma so people actually go out and seek the help that they need definitely with lockdown you know there has been a huge increase in mental unwellness and it's it's awful and i'm sure a lot of these people they probably had you know perhaps mild symptoms before and it's only been made worse by the consistent isolation and as a result you know the backlog of people that are looking for support a lack of support and the lack of funding behind that 
It is absolutely awful, the system. I have never seen so much neglect in mental health. I mean, they really didn't think about it with this pandemic, that how many people will be needing help and maybe maybe face-to-face help, maybe a, a, a support group, um, you know, where they can be with like-minded people. And Mind mind hasn't got the, 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 the um, charity Mind. They have nothing to offer. They've got nothing left to offer. The charities are completely overwhelmed. GPs are overwhelmed, uh, you know, and, and everything's reduced to Zoom. And you're left with uh, paying for a private one-to-one on Zoom with a therapist. And I feel therapists are making a trackless bucket load of money from people with mental health issues at the moment. And I don't think this is correct that people have to resort to paying for themselves one-to-ones now on Zoom to to, to understand their depression. They, yeah, it, absolutely. It, it, it has been not taken care of that part. Oh my God. At least before the pandemic, we had groups we had support groups. You even had 12 steps where you can meet as a group. You know, there, there's bubbles, uh, meetings, coffee meetings. You could find that, you know, just something. But now this, this, this online thing, does it work for you? Do, do you uh, take advantage of online therapy? I have to say therapy is one of those things that I've always found so difficult. I, I suppose because I've been through so many therapists and they never seem to truly understand you you always I see them and it's like you know they're only half focused on on you and and your issues it's like their minds somewhere else I I did find an incredible therapist uh, a few years ago and uh she was she was exceptional but unfortunately I only got a couple of sessions with her because um her father unfortunately passed away and she stopped practicing. And I, I suppose since then, I haven't found anyone that was quite like her, that I was so comfortable around. It is unbelievable, isn't it? Um, uh, getting the right therapist, the person that is is the right person for your condition. I've been in Freudian group analysis for uh, 12 years group analysis and group analysis it's very good for this borderline personality thing that I have which is uh you know when you are a bit up and down because you don't understand um yourself in a context of a, a, a larger environment so when you go to work you might sabotage things and everything in a group you 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 put the, the attention on you first then the other person it's, it's so complex, but it has helped me so much. Um, and it gave me quite a lot of stability being in a once weekly group. Obviously, you know, you're there and you show up and then you leave. And unfortunately, in the pandemic, Jesus Christ, what happened? The whole thing went on Zoom. And I, I, I went, I almost derailed. I could not believe that this group has become pixels. And then, of course, the group leader, who's the mothership, who we, you know, becomes the Freudian mother, you know, the, the person you most rely on, which you learn to rely on in the group, on your therapist, uh, could not give us the guarantee when we're going to meet again, which brought up all the trauma. I thought it was pretty awful that something that is supposed to be stable, that's supposed to be your therapy, suddenly 
moved into a Zoom group. And I'm not pointing fingers at my therapist, but the system itself. I mean, I'm getting used to it now, but it's just like, where's, where's the transition? So then I went through the NHS and I found a charity called Cove, C-O-V-E. And they give you a temporary, just three sessions. It was a charity where I was allowed to go and visit somebody in Wembley and have a cup of tea during the pandemic. Sit down in a kitchen and have a chat. Do you know how amazing that was? Those three sessions. And I thought, my God, I said to her, please can I see you again? She says, you've only got three sessions with us and then that's it. And I'm just wondering also, um, sorry, I'm talking about myself, but I am generally also speaking uh, for mental health um, people that already had severe mental health issues and then the pandemic comes and there's no support network. How did they cope? Oh, exactly. I mean, the thing is, I think a lot of people forget, well, of course, you know, the lockdowns and everything, they're essential because this pandemic's very serious. But for many people with mental health issues, that sudden change in routine, it's cataclysmic. Right? It's, it's hard for them to be able to adapt to these, these new routines, this sudden lack of being able to, you know, for example, like you, see your therapist and see, see these groups of people. And it's just... There's no, there's no more structure or order. Everything becomes chaos. Absolutely, it was absolute chaos, and and, and again, it brings back the thing that you've most uh, struggled with in your life is chaos from childhood. So, um, especially with borderline personality, you cannot change that. There is no, there's no medication for borderline personality disorder. So you have to have the therapy. It will always be therapy. Like for some people, it's the medication and the therapy. For, for, for me, there will never be a medication to really deal, you know, with this kind of, of fear of abandonment. And uh, it's exactly what happened. And I got through it and it made me stronger, but I got through it with a lot of hard work and I had to reach out for help. And I had to be very honest about my mental health to, to say to work, I can't cope. I can't cope, I need help. I, I, I feel exhausted, um, I'm scared. And, you know, HR was fantastic, offered me four sessions with a therapist in, in the park in Primrose Hill. It was weird. <laughs> so let's move on to the dogs then, because uh, there's so much to cover. What I read, the most important thing is walking with your dog. What does it physically do in your brain for all these conditions like anxiety, depression, OCD, um, borderline personality disorder, what did you mention, uh, histrionic like emotional disorder, um, Asperger's, autism, all sorts of things. What happens when you walk your dog? A lot of walking your dog is about the structure that it brings to your day. I think one of the things that's so underrated with mental health is having a sense of structure in your life and in your everyday. And your dog needs to be walked every day. I mean, that they just, they need it. That's their happy time. That's uh, their time to sniff around, to explore. And by, by ensuring that you have that daily structure, I mean, it, it brings you a sense of self-worth and validation where you're like, you know what? I may not have done the dishes today. I may not have made the bed, but I did take the dog for a walk and I have achieved that goal. But in addition to that, being outside in the fresh air, 
it's so good for your serotonin levels which you know an, an imbalance of serotonin is a major cause of so many mental health conditions you know like depression and it has been shown to decrease cortisol which is the stress hormone as well as increase your oxytocin levels which i which you know happiness that's what that causes yeah, so oxytocin is what we release, um, uh, what mummy, uh, mums and dads release, uh, just a bonding. It's, is it the bonding hormone, if I may ask? Yes, yes, it, it is a bonding hormone. Um, and it's been uh, associated with feelings of sort of, you know, happiness and contentness, re- relaxation. And the serotonin, the serotonin, what does it do, do exactly? So um, serotonin is... It's a uh, it's a neurotransmitter, um, and it's a, it's one of the key hormones in the body that helps to stabilize our mood. So feelings of well-being, of happiness, um, and conditions like depression, um, we see an imbalance of this. So the lack of balance means that you know it contributes to low moods, to um, feelings of dread and self-doubt, but Serotonin also helps with things like getting a good night's sleep, eating well, proper digestion, which is why with conditions like depression, um, you often see that you often see that lack of sleep, that messed up sleep cycle, not eating right, um, poor digestion, you know, upset stomach and things like that. Mm, Absolutely. And serotonin is uh, created in the stomach, I heard. So that's quite amazing that it's the stomach is connected to the to the brain. This is a new thing that they're researching, this this uh, uh, gut brain connection, Uh, especially in the health industry. It's it's fascinating. Everybody's going for probiotics to get a healthy gut to produce serotonin to feel better. Uh, but what happens? So when we so we go for a walk with our dogs, and then it obviously um, oxytocin isn't oxytocin when you touch the dog. Is that correct? When you start st- uh, caressing a dog or stroke, or even just walking with your dog releases oxytocin. You definitely get a stronger burst when you're stroking your dog, you know, hugging your dog, when even co-sleeping with your dog, you know, when they snuggle up under the covers with you. Um, those are all fantastic for releasing oxytocin. But you do get some when you're walking as well because of that companionship where you're walking side by side, you're together. And and also what's interesting with the cortisol, so your heart rate drops as you walk, right? And and that seems to be also part that the cortisol, the stress levels drop, you breathe better, uh, your heart rate is in balance. And I was going to ask you something. Do you believe that maybe if our heart rate drops that we affect also our dog's central nervous system is there a way and this is what i'm trying to find out with doga is that when you uh release more serotonin potentially your dog releases more serotonin are we interconnected do you think this is possible this is a great question i love this because dogs and humans have such a fascinating relationship i mean the the thing is over tens of thousands of years we've actually developed a symbiotic relationship with each other. That's what's incredible about dogs and humans. You know, all animals are great for mental health, but there's, there's a special thing with dogs. And it's the fact that over time, as we've domesticated them, 
um, the symbiosis has um, taught us to rely on each other for different aspects in life. So, for example, because um, dogs often act as, you know, our watchdogs, um, they've been used as trackers, hunting dogs, guardians for children, um, the part of our brain that, that would normally respond to that has shrunk over time. In, this, in the same way that dogs no longer feel um, as though they need to sort of, you know, stay up all night, as though they need to um, defend themselves as much because, because they, they rely on us for protection now. And it's quite amazing. So we both shrunk our brains simultaneously through the relationship we have together. Yeah. Is that correct? O- over time. Yeah, over time and evolution our brains have shrunk in specific areas that relate to the symbiotic relationship that we have with dogs. That is absolutely it's, it's incredible. I heard that um, they found uh, the, the corpse of uh, a human living in the Ice Age, uh, and he, was he she, was buried next to their dog. Is that true? About 10,000 years ago. Yeah, it's amazing, because um, it's, it's been around a hundred thousand years if not more that we've been that we've been working alongside dogs and slowly domesticating them but as a result dogs can are even able to read human body language you know completely without words they they can read us like another human would read like humans would read each other um to the point that you know we could look at a piece of food across the room and a dog is able to follow our gaze to that food. Most domesticated animals don't have that same level of emotional awareness with humans, but dogs do. It's incredible because when I want to brush Robbie's fur, I don't even have to go to the brush. He already goes under the bed the moment I do the movement towards the brush. (laughs) How does he know that? How does he know what I'm going to do? It's amazing. It's 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 because of the way that they read us. They know this. They they read our routines, our movements, and they learn to associate it with those specific things. Like my dog does the same. I go for the nail clippers, and he's gone. He's under the table. He will not come out. <laughs> and you haven't even made the noise with the nail clippers. You've just put your attention onto something so do you think they might read thoughts is that possible <laughs> or can they see no, the I brain wouldn't be way? surprised it's fascinating because um just bringing doga in uh people think i teach something called dog yoga and it's so misconstrued the whole thing because it's not doga is not dog yoga doga is yoga for you and your dog and i always say and your dog as a separate thing it's for you and um uh, in the classes that i've been teaching the last eight years it's been fascinating to see the symbiosis the in actual fact doga really shows the relationship you have with your dog it shows whether you have an over attachment your dog becomes the mirror to you on the yoga mat the way they interact with you or not interact with you or they may move away uh, or they may be super attached, so they cannot. They want to sit on your lap, and they don't want to move. Um, <laughs> and 
I always say a good relationship, a healthy relationship, what I see in dog is the one that the dog is just kind of looping and having fun with the other dogs and interacting and barking and humping and jumping and weeing. And then he kind of settles a bit there. Then he moves around and he might want to do a lift over there so he can just move around and use the space freely with other dogs. I think that for me shows. And when the owner, you can see the owner who actually focuses on me and trust themselves that this is a yoga class where they're focusing on me, not on their dog, but actually it's for them. And they know that their dog has a good time, but also they feel their move and they smell every move. So my belief is in dogo and yoga, the endocrine, the, the, the adrenal glands settle. The central nervous system replenishes, so the adrenals work differently so you release a different stress hormone a different hormone and that they can sniff your calm they can actually sniff it out and through that they feel more settled and reassured so that's how they get their yoga from you do you understand what i mean absolutely yeah, yeah they can definitely sense our emotional state emotion smell body language as you mentioned the body language everything if you're in meditation the dog is like huh and you can see they're like look at me look at me look at me uh, and sometimes we do also we breathe with them and then they start licking your face because you're doing the which we can maybe try out later on uh, the, uh, the breath of fire which is a, a yogic breath but actually what we're doing is imitating their breath and they get very confused when we suddenly become like them and 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 people don't understand you don't put the dog in a yoga pose. You are going into animal poses and you bring yourself onto the mat, onto the floor, on their level. What, what are your thoughts on this uh, idea of doga? Do you, if you had heard of doga, would you have thought this is just lunacy or a trend? I, ha I had heard of it before. And um, I, think, I think it's fantastic. I, I absolutely love it. I, I do often exercise in the house with my dogs and it's it's usually a lot of fun quite quite amusing as well <laughs> and I, I think it's a great way to deepen that connection with them it's, it's a it's a new way to interact with them um have a bit of fun and dogs just you know they love that any any opportunity to spend more time with you they love Absolutely. And you were saying a little bit about going out of the house and stuff is maybe a bit difficult. Would you feel safe to come into like a collective class, say we're in tier two and there's an, a yoga activity in a, at a groomer's, for example? How would you feel about coming together with other people and other dogs? I'm just directly addressing this to you because you've been so open and honest about everything. Honestly, I think I think a lot of my, I have so much anxiety with the um, pandemic and everything. I, I have tried to avoid spaces with other people. Um, I think once, um, once things are more settled, perhaps, yes, back to something like tier two, I, I would feel comfortable uh, being in a space with other people. Because that also helps with mental health. Because the beauty is you have like-minded people that come to Doga 
And I've had people with severe anxiety come to the class saying to me, I am a bit anxious about my dog. And then I give them more attention or let them sit where they want to sit. You know, everybody's in their own space. And what I notice in the end is that the humans really connect with each other oxytocin on the oxytocin level and they cannot come off the floor. They just want to go and have coffee together or something. They cannot come off the floor and the dogs are all snoozing. So you're not under pressure that your dog has to behave or you have to be good at anything. But in a, in a neutral space, in a neutral space that doesn't judge, the question now lies is how would we bring this a little bit further forward, not just in Doga, but from for research, have you ever thought like reaching out to a university or have you done work with a university that may want to do more research in animal uh, psychology and animal therapy and things like that? Have you ever thought about that? I would love to see universities doing more research on it because I, I think I think we're missing a huge thing here. I mean, I know that animal therapy has become a more common practice over recent years where, you know, you have a therapy dog and uh, places like retirement homes or universities or schools, but I don't think that it's utilized nearly as much as it could be or even should be because animals are just incredible. And I mean, it doesn't have to be dogs. Um, you know, the, you know, cats are an amazing therapy. Horses are, you know, on another level. My My mother and sister both own horses and you know, the bond they have with them is exceptional. And I, I think that we should be more open to the concept that perhaps sometimes animals are the best form of therapy for us. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Especially with children. I would say with children that are not yet able to express an emotion or understand their emotion, that they can talk about the cat or they can talk about the dog how they feel you know you can associate with the dog and then use the dog or the cat or the squirrel or hamster uh, to talk about them and then sort of deflect you know um so there's there's so much more and what does it need what do you think we need to get this going to dig deeper is it funding is it is there not enough funding is there no interest or what, what do you think i think that a lot of it definitely comes down to funding as with so much of the mental health sector i mean that's a that's a whole other argument i could get into there the lack of funding for mental health but you know in addition to the funding it's it's people taking things seriously i mean if you were to suggest animal therapy for you know, a person with a broken leg, you know, it would probably be be cheered, you know, celebrated, immediate funding for that. But because it's for something that you can't necessarily see, something that you're battling with, you know, inside, it's a lot of it comes down to the stigma surrounding mental health, you know, people making jokes about it, you know, people uh, mocking the fact that you would need an animal for emotional support and, you know, to to help calm your emotions. And yet, thanks to COVID, I think we're getting a voice. I really think it's growing in collectivity. People are recognizing it. I hope people will open up a lot more about how they feel. I think there's a huge platform there, a huge platform to, to start talking about, yes, I need my dog 
to feel better. Yes, my dog is my child. I take care of it. He takes care of me. Without my dog, I might not be here. And be honest about it. Be really truthful and transparent, I think. I think now's the time. I would love to see people being more open. Because, you know, I, my dog is my child. I have no interest in human children. <laughs> my, dog, my dog is my child. Both, well, both of them are my children. I say as the other one comes running to me. But, you know, they are. They're just, they are just as important. And in some ways, they are more important to people. You know, absolutely, absolutely. they're an essential part of our family and our lives. And, you know, Ollie Ollerton, uh, the interview I did with uh, SAS, uh, Who Dares Wins, uh, this very well-known celebrity has spoken very open about mental health issues and, and that his dog Murphy gives him that security. And he's one of those celebrities that are starting to open up about post-traumatic stress disorder and everything. So um, he, yeah, I think I think it, it is addressed a lot more. It could be more and there will be more to come, I think. We're here to tell you about the Loose Lips podcast. We, being me, Georgie Porter. And me, Sharon Carpenter. We're all about honesty and not holding back, especially when it comes to what's in the news. Plus, we answer your questions and we give you advice whenever it's asked for. Even when it's not asked for. We're all about what you're really thinking and what you really want to know. You can expect to hear some of this. I have to say, come on, people, we we're getting a little too sensitive here and also some of this she is plugging her entire career in that one moment that's the loose lips podcast out every tuesday and not forgetting extra lippy on fridays find it wherever you found this podcast we'll see you there when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Can I just have both of your dog's names, please? Oh, well, the oldest one is Moose, and then the youngest one is Pumpkin. Pumpkin and Moose. And are they sitting next to you at the moment, or where are they sitting? They are. They are sitting on me at the moment. 
<laughs> on you so, so are you yeah. sitting in a chair are you sitting in a chair or are you lying down or <laughs> uh, I'm sitting I'm sitting at my desk uh just okay, okay. kind of uh slid up <laughs> oh so wait a second so they they're on top of you and you're sitting at a desk at the same time wow don't move all you need to do is sit up straight <laughs> And uh, we're going to do a little meditation now. So if you can just find yourself uh, in your position where you are, maybe try and lift the spine a little bit, you know, so you you can lean your spine against the, um, the wall. You can hear the music coming in now. And one of the most important things here is to recognize with mental health is that we don't breathe consciously when things get difficult we tend to hyperventilate hold the breath and it makes such a difference if we can bring our mind onto the breath here so this is a really helpful thing in yoga the breath is through the nose and we're going to do something really nice today it might sound a bit awkward to listeners but this is such it's one of my favorites so what you can do is place both hands on your dogs. Just rest the palms of your hands on your dog. And just listen to my voice. Slowly settle the body, settle the feet into the ground. Just allow the body to sink into the ground. Allow gravity to hold you. And then we're going to close our lips and slowly breathe in through both nostrils, slowly breathing in one, two, three, four, five, exhale, two, two, three, four, five. And the breath sounds like this. Oh, they're barking because of the breath. Yes, that's normal. Just keep going. The barks are completely normal. Yeah, they get very curious when you change the breath. You can make the breath quite loud and exaggerated. If they come and lick your nose, it's normal. <laughs> Slowly, yeah, 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 yeah. Inhaling. Very nice. Draw the breath up into your lungs as high up as you can. Maybe at the top of the inhale, just hold the inhale. <laughs> this is great. And exhale all the way out through the nose. And then just after you've exhaled, wait a second before you inhale. And as you inhale, draw the breath up higher into your rib cage, into the sternum, and then hold, exhale. All the way out. And then on the end of the exhale, maybe hold a tiny bit. This is great. And then inhale. Exhale. 
I love the background noise. This is so good. We have to chant Om. Oh, this is great. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna ask you to chant Om with me because I really want your dog to join in. Uh, we're going to do a little Om sound. So just follow my voice. Deep breath, inhale. Very good. Keep going. Inhale. This is brilliant. Keep going. This is great. Yes. Keep going. One more. Inhale. good now go go back to the breath inhale through your nose keep going exhale through the nose you see it changes again inhale through the nose exhale through the nose oh the staring watching me <laughs> okay because of your breathing that is phenomenal work keep going let's go very slow because i'm going to give you one more thing to do inhale just literally breathing to your dogs now consciously don't worry what they're looking at you how distracted they are this is all new to them slowly inhale Slowly exhale. Okay, so the last part, and this will be the icing of the cake. You can use this left nostril breathing anytime you are anxious. I do it in the plane usually when I have panic attacks. So with your right thumb, you're going to close your right nostril. Yeah? And you're gonna keep your lips closed and just breathe into your left nostril. Now this is gonna sound terrible to this listeners because I've got a blocked nose. <laughs> breathe into your left nostril. And then exhale through the left nostril. Inhale through the left nostril. Exhale through the left nostril. Now breathe into your dogs and breathe into your nostril at the same time. Exhale, very good. Inhale. Exhale. You should start feeling lighter in your mind. Inhale. Exhale. Breathe. 
Really drink the breath. Inhale. Feel your lungs expanding on the inhale. Really feel that space and that residue that you're giving yourself now. Exhale. Go to the end of the exhalation. Really squeeze it out. Inhale. Exhale. And as you start getting softer in your mind, if your dog is still there, you can still place the palm of your hands on your dog and just keep that very relaxed state. Drawing the breath in. And out. And the more relaxed you become, you can start massaging your dog with the other hand. Just wherever they want to be touched. Still using the breath though, left nostril breathing. This breath really brings the parasympathetic central nervous system into activity. Sleep, digestion, anxiety, all of this is being regulated. Let's take two more before we close. Inhale. Exhale. And one more inhale. Exhale. And the final one is inhale to the left. Now close your left nostril and just exhale through the right. And now release the palms on the side and just breathe through your nose, deep breathing. Relaxing your shoulders, completely release, inhale. Exhale. It should feel that you can take more breath into your body now. It's easier. Really nice. And then we bring the palms of our hands into the heart center. And just thinking of your dogs, we're going to chant for our dogini one more time with gratitude. Just sending gratitude, light and love. Inhale. Oh. Oh. 
shanti, shanti, shanti. And just bow your head to your dogini. Let him lick your face. My, oh, kiss, kiss your dog. Love him, kiss him. Let him know that he's the most important thing. Wow, amazing. Adrian, I wanted to say namapa to you and namapa to your dog. And I want to say really from the bottom of my heart that I wish you so much strength and perseverance in your journey with writing your blogs and educating people and that all of it, all of it is worth something and it wasn't for nothing, that everything that you carry, all the struggles, you are touching other people and you're not alone, okay? You're not alone in this and this is the most important thing. You've touched people's hearts today and you've helped us so much and uh, we are very grateful. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. That means a lot. I just, it's been so wonderful to be here today. And I just, I wish you so much happiness. This is such an amazing opportunity. It's wonderful to connect. And I love your dogs. I wish you could send some pictures in because I really want to see a picture of both of your dogs. They are really attached to you. I can feel it. Like I can feel <laughs> they, they read you in every way. And I, I hope to see you at Doga at some point as well. So, oh, I'd love to. Yes, keep writing, keep us informed, send information in. Thank you so much. Adrian Hardwick, thank you so much. And to your doggies as well. <laughs> For Doga. <laughs> Nama Paul. Thanks for listening to Conversations with My Dog. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. It helps others to find us. And talking of spreading the news, please tell another person about the podcast and help us reach more people and dogs. We'll be back with another episode, same time, same place, next week. Namapaw. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 